It's time for the Cheap and Chaz Power Half Hour. Welcome one, welcome all, welcome back. Very much welcome back to the one and only podcast that features our league of record. Chief, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Chaz. I am excited for some fantasy football talk on July 26th. Aaron Rodgers going back to Green Bay for another year. Every fantasy podcast is doing a podcast, so I feel like, why should we be left out, Chaz? You're right. That's right. It's been a long time. I actually just looked at it the other day. It's been... A lot. It's been over six months. Actually, hold on. Where was where was I? I had I had it out. Hold on. Let me go back and look. Cause it's been so long since we've done a podcast. Our last podcast was the post draft hang that we recorded and then released. So that was September first. So we are almost a full year, a little over, a little under a full year of uh of of being silent and not having a podcast. And obviously, given what happened last season, um, people understand it. But our goal this season is to bring you, uh, if not weekly, at least bi-weekly podcasts uh, of, of the Chief and Chaz Power Half Hour. So how do you feel about we that? Support, we support all things bi in this podcast. <laughs> yes, we do. And, uh, uh, and, and, and as is commensurate with our usual like first podcast of the season, we have a special guest. Special guest, do you want to announce yourself? It is me. It's our, it's our most frequent special guest. Yes, he yes. is. Joe Mancuso. At what, at, what point, at what point does he lose his specialness as a guest? I don't know. I mean, like, it's almost like he's like, he's like almost like the third host now. So it's like, I'd be totally comfortable, like, having him tag in for either one of us. I mean, to be fair, I'm the one that does the recording stuff. So he probably can't yeah. tag in for me. But, um, yeah, he's like an unofficial third host of this podcast as far as I'm concerned. I think Chad has just insulted your podcast recording skills, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, both both of us really. I mean, you you have a pod, you have other podcasts. You can do it. I do, I do. But I have other people record those too. I just have people do it for me. Oh, nice. I really, I really, I really should know how to record a podcast right now, but I don't. You think? I mean, it's actually honestly, it's not that difficult to actually do the recording. I bought some specialized equipment for it, right? Because when I was doing the the chatting with Chaz, right? I wanted to make that investment. So really it's just like, it's a couple hundred dollars worth of equipment to like get it situated. And even then you really don't even need that. Like there's apps now, like the original app that we used to launch this podcast was anchor. You don't need any special recording equipment. You literally can just use that app. It can, it allows you to record directly to the app and you can do it all there. So there's really no excuse for anybody to not be able to record anymore. So we just got to get you, we just got to get you learned up so you can do it. One day. One day. It was, it was such a weird year last year, though. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, like, we all had theoretically more time, but it also just felt so weird. Like, I never even, for the first year, I, I never even opened the stats document during the season. I, I ended up updating most of it in the offseason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I was still paying attention to the fantasy and everything. I don't know why. Just didn't have the extra, extra juice for some some reason i don't fully understand i think it was probably just because we we just i think we just kept expecting it like to not go well right like and like in my mind like i'm i'm super happy that tim won and congratulations again tim for winning but like i almost like in my head like i've almost errated last season to like not have been a real season you know and i think that's part of the reason why is like i just was i there's so much else going on not that i didn't care but like i didn't care you know yeah 
That explains away. How many wins was it last year for you, Chaz? Not a lot. Wins? I, I think, yeah, I, 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 think I, I had five, four. Yeah, I, I was going to guess four, but it could have been five. You did beat Gelsh, I think, the last week of the year. Yeah, yeah. I had, so I had my uh, my strategy did not work last year, and and I won't I won't be redoing that. I won't be recreating that strategy in any way. Oh, I promise. The you year that. of the team stack. Yeah, it was a horrible That's year right. to team stack. The Raven stack, and you have someone else in there. Uh, Ravens. No, it was, it was Ravens and Chiefs, I think. No, Joe, well, Joe O'Brien had the Chiefs stack. Yeah. yeah but, so the, the, but so the problem with the Ravens stack for Chaz was he didn't get Dobbins in the draft, and he was too thirsty and traded McLaurin straight up for him. Yeah, that After really – that had was, like six carries and two touchdowns week one. That did not, mm-hmm. did not, did not go well. Yeah, that trade was, was less than ideal. Yeah, to I the mean, initial champion. You're putting the win in wings. Too, I know, I know, right? Just goes to show you, don't be afraid to pull the trigger on trades sometimes. Yeah, even after week one. Tim was playing hardball with him too, if I recall, because I, I tried to like, like I tried it's, to trade. Well, Tim, uh, Tim always plays hardball no matter what on a trade. He'll be like, hey, I don't know, what else can I get from you? What else can I get from you? Yeah, that's very much what happened. That is very it's, much how Tim trades. It's no coincidence if he's playing hardball because he loves that Keanu Reeves movie. <laughs> He's also, he's also a very hardball player from the Sturge as well. Uh, legendary baseball player. So God, I hope he while he's listening he to this, some hardball. when he does fire this up, he, you know, remember, Tim, you do have to name everything this year. So let's not be disappointed. Oh, you're going to have to remind him multiple times. Oh, right? yeah, so that's probably true. I don't know. I think he's been playing, playing the long game, trying to just slowly bend the fantasy rules to his, uh, to his liking before before deciding to win one. <laughs> the, um, I, I'm sure that he has this podcast on, that he's subscribed to it, and it's on alert, so whenever Chad posts this, he'll be getting a push notification on his phone if there's a new episode, and when he's up at 3 or 4 a.m., he'll be listening to this, so I'm sure of it. Yeah, well, my hope right now is I can get this thing released tomorrow. I just dropped a hint in the chat um, of, of, of what was going on, but I don't think anybody outside of Cat Mm-hmm. really even understands understands it but that's okay because they'll understand it tomorrow hopefully so that'll be fun <laughs> um so let, let's start let's start with um uh what we're gonna call a new segment we're gonna call around the horn so this is oh this is a a feature where i'm going to just scroll the reddit fantasy football and pick some top headlines and we're gonna talk about it ah, nice okay <laughs> all right sure, let's do it. so first one up According to Pro Football Talk, most Steeler players are vaccinated. They have over 80% vaccination. Unvaccinated Steelers right now in their training camp are wearing yellow wristbands. Rookie running back Najee Harris is one of the few Steeler players with a yellow wristband. Discuss. Oh, man, I think it's ballsy for rookies not to, not to be to be complying. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, um, I, I, I would just say in general, probably going to fade the Steelers this year, but you never know. You know depends on the value, but at the end of the day, folks are starting to get excited over Najee. I see that in, in the early, the early hubbub of my podcast listening. Um, but that offense, I, I don't think I trust uh, Big Ben to throw more than three yards downfield. What do you well, I mean, that's really what it comes down to, right? Is is how is Big Ben gonna produce this year? Because obviously they have talent, right? They got Harris, they've got the big three uh, wide receivers of Claypool, Johnson, and 
uh, Juju. And like, by the way, all offseason, all I all I hear about is like which Steeler is going to be the best wide receiver. But they're all different. But really, comes down to yes, how is Big Ben going to perform? If he doesn't do anything, that doesn't really matter. So you're fading them, Joe. What are you What are you thinking about the Steelers this year? Their, their offensive line, I believe, is still is still bad. So that's that's a little bit of a concern yeah, as well. Yes. So you know there is the the lingering memory, like an old fart lingering in the air. The uh, the Steelers three down running back, and uh, once even James Conner was was very valuable, uh, as you well know, Chaz. And then ever since then we have, we haven't seen it. So can they, can they bring it back? I'm intrigued. Hmm. We're chasing intrigued that back. idea. We are chasing we are chasing that idea of the Steelers three down back. You know, yeah, but uh, but as far as Big Ben's arm, I used to when I used to work for the for the Pirates. Once uh, Holt called uh, what the lead had told me, first name Pasta, last name Two, <laughs> which was which was the name of a restaurant. But I just go, hey, what's up? Is Pasta there? And they're like, what? They <laughs> end up selling them tickets. But the reason I tell the story <laughs> is because I'm pretty sure we should call him Pasta Roethlisberger because of his noodle arm. Oh, my gosh. Arm. What yeah. a great yeah. nickname for this yeah. offseason. Pasta Roethlisberger. Yeah. I love it. All right, so mm-hmm. let's uh, let's move on. So next one, next headline: The Texans are now willing to listen and have been for some time to trade offers for star QB Deshaun Watson, but the price seems to be high, likely at least three first-round picks or more. So if you are a team in need of a quarterback, such as the Eagles, do you and you have the capability, right? The Eagles, I think, have two first rounds and a second round, and the Colts that can become a first round. Do you pull the trigger? On Deshaun Watson. Let's let's set aside for the moment all the off-field stuff because we know about that. We all know how we feel about that. But just from a talent standpoint and what he brings, do is is he worth that investment? Let's uh, yeah, I'm gonna set set that aside. Um, as, as an Eagles fan, um, the Eagles roster is is deteriorating rapidly from their championship roster. So even if you bring in Deshaun Watson for all of your draft capital, which they have accumulated, they could have up to three first rounders this year from the Dolphins and and Wentz uh, if he the Wentz trade if he stays healthy. But you have nothing else. Your offensive line is like a year or two from falling apart. Your defensive line is getting much older. The rest of the roster is filled with weakness. So now you I don't, I don't know if they can I don't even know if they can fit him into their their awful cap situation because they keep kicking that can down the road. Right. They're much better off to just. And granted, there's not many highly touted quarterbacks in next year's draft class. It hurts as bad. So, but I think they're much better off just seeing what they have. Keeping hurts. the assets and and just going forward that way and yeah. rebuilding from the ground up, just like they rebuilt the championship team from the round up. Instead of, so Watson Watson's very talented. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think the Eagles are in a spot where they can can do that. Now, all field stuff aside, Broncos would make a ton of sense. Who's so their, is, is their quarterback still Jake Locke? Drew Locke. Drew Locke? Drew Locke. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. You're Jake, Jake Locker. Locker. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm Sorry, yes. Uh, Jake back. Locke. I can't I, – yeah, I, I mean, wow. I mean, given the weapons they have there, right? Um, right, they just drafted what's-his-name, and they already had the other guy. <laughs> yes, what's-his-name and the other guy, yeah. What's-his-name and the other guy, <laughs> Um, yeah, top notch fantasy analysis here on Chiefs and Chaz. What's his name and the other guy? <laughs> you think they need? Um, I even one of them on my dynasty team. You think they need a better QB? That's do, do we know where they are pick wise? If they even have the the capital to make that kind of grab? I don't think they have any extra. 
uh, you know, they can mortgage a bunch. And I don't know how how much leverage the Texans have at this point, considering all the the baggage and the he said he's not going to play there anymore. Yeah. And there's very limited bidders at this point in the offseason. Great before the draft, Texans. Yep. 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 That's what yep. they should have done. And but it's like it's also like I I, I just don't know how much teams are going to want to you know bid up somebody who could very well get suspended for like half a year or an entire year or who knows, right? Um, depending on how a legal case plays out. So yeah, well, I, like, I saw a note today that said that the NFL does not intend to step in and suspend Watson or place him on the commissioner's exempt list until the legal situation is resolved. So that could take a while. It feels like the Texans were very surprised that Watson reported and and wasn't suspended. And then today they went around to all all their their media contacts, like Mortensen and others, and were like, hey, guys, can you tweet out some stuff about how much we want and how much people want Watson still? Yeah. So, so yeah, three. Somebody, somebody shot three first, and some, and then Morton's going over there like five, five yeah. high picks slash young, young good players. Yeah. And, I, and I'm thinking like, come on, guys. Yeah. Like you're gonna get probably two firsts for him, and maybe some other stuff, but this isn't gonna be the the historic haul it would have been before he uh, got got in some spot of trouble there. Yeah. And Certainly. so just for the record, I did look it up. So Broncos have all of their picks for the next three years but no other picks. So basically they haven't done anything. So they have their first through seventh, 2022 through 2024. So they have capital, but it would be mortgaging their entire future to do something like that. Hey, I was all about the 49ers backing up the max, the max truck of draft picks to go get Watson before the legal stuff came down. Not anymore though. I, I would have not anymore. And well, of course, and now since, you know, we traded two first round picks to move up and draft another QB, it makes zero sense. Um, but Who did I was on Ballard before. Lance. Oh, right. Okay. Um, I was all about it before. Five first round picks? Sure. Why not? Like, I, I just, I always felt like, you know, a QB like Watson doesn't become available every day, but the baggage just makes it, it makes it very hard for me as a fan to want him on my team. So. Yeah, I get you. I mean, but look, theoretically, right? And again, we don't know how long this stuff is going to resolve, how long it's going to take to resolve, but theoretically, right? Let's say it resolves. He gets suspended. He serves his time, whatever. And then starting in season 2022, 2023, he's fine. He still has easily over a decade of playtime with him. We know he's a talented uh, athlete and a talented quarterback. So it's like, do you take that short-term hit for the long-term potential gain? You know, it, that's Some teams a- might. Some teams might. Yeah. But, you know, we also have to contend with the fact that, you know, you're QB is potentially a serial rapist. That's so that's there's... fair. Let's talk about the the absolute steal that we thought the Cardinals had in getting DeAndre Hopkins for was it David Johnson? Is that the right trade? No, I think it's a different trade. What yeah. was the trade? That was, 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 was David. That was that trade. It was that trade. Yeah. That was a trade. Okay. So given everything that's going on with Hopkins right now and 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 the unvax stuff, uh, does that trade look better for the Texans? No, no, I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. I think it was it was it was uh, Johnson in a second, and then they then went and used a different second to get uh, Brandon Cooks. So it's really, or maybe it was the third, something like that. They used another pick to go to yeah. Cooks after that. Yeah, and yeah. 
you'd still rather well, have Hopkins. David Johnson is nothing more than a replacement level running back at this point in his career. Yeah. Like, 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 if, anybody, if, they, if anybody wants to go out and draft David Johnson this year, go for it. Have fun with that. One dollar current pre-draft value. And that's maybe too high. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. All right, so Randall Randall Cobb is the second highest player on the Texans as of this this moment. Well, uh, hopefully, just, he won't be there too much longer, right? No, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, seems like he's heading back to Green Bay. Ooh, so there's some there's some really random running backs on the Texans, and it's not Duke Johnson anymore. So we can all Mark Ingram. Ingram. Mark Ingram's there. He's right? not even make the team. He's going to get quite cut. But Philip Lindsay's there too. Phil Lindsay. That was really they have yeah. all those running yeah. backs. They. Yeah. Who's backing up Kamara? Like so, so go ahead. So, so that's so that's the thing, Chad. Like they go and trade for David Johnson. Now look at you know look at the running back room a year later. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, what, yeah, that's ridiculous. Who's backing up Kamara? Um, Let's take it's Murphy still. Murray, Murray. Murray's Murray's still there. Okay. Murray, not Murphy. My bad. Um, um, interesting. Okay. All right. So let's let's uh, let's, uh, let's 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 shift to. Talking about our league and, and specific specific to our league, kind of how we maybe see the uh, the draft. Uh, a month out, your perception of how you think the draft might go this year, uh, in terms of we were talking a little bit about it in the chat today about you know people having some anxiety over the top tier running backs and and maybe putting a lot of money on the line for them. How do you guys see the draft be playing out differently or the same? as recent years. I think it's going to be fairly close to last year, obviously with COVID stuff going on, right? I think that's still in the back of people's mind. I think one of the things that's going to be more prevalent is I, and at least this is something that I am, it's a factor for me, right? As I get, you know, I haven't done any research yet. I haven't kind of created a, a list, but one of the things that will be a factor for me is trying to make sure I just have an idea of which players we know are likely vaccinated versus unvaccinated because players that are unvaccinated, I'm going to, there's going to be some weight to that decision of, are they, you know, like if, if it comes down to two players, if one's vaccinated, one's not, I'm probably going to tie break with the vaccination, just knowing from a safety standpoint that they're not likely going to cost me any games. So that's one of the things I think I'm thinking about for this season that is different from previous seasons. I'm probably not going to layer on that depth, but I do wonder, uh, so I think most people who went big on a running back, uh, last year, we were Burn. sorely disappointed. Yeah, uh, every, almost every, everybody but Tim. Because Tim had Tim had the basically the only two, and, and maybe Dalvin Cook as well. But yeah. like the only two that really hit their value. Yeah, Dalvin um, was actually everybody else swung and missed. Yeah, and everybody else. Yeah, everybody else swung and missed on their on their top tier running back last year. Well, so, does that just reprove you, the point that we've made on the show multiple times in the past that in order to win the championship, you need a top tier running back on your team? And if you are the guy that if you hit that lottery, then you are likely to, you know, be in pole position and win the whole thing. I mean, doesn't that lend credence to that? So I think it lends credence to the fact that if you're going to go for a top tier running back, you darn well better make sure it's a guy that has the upside to hit top five running back status. And like real top five, like I'm scared that that my opponent has that guy until I see his game go over. Uh, you know, McCaffrey, Le'Veon Bell, those type of guys. Um, but I would say I think you're seeing more and more every year, and I feel like it gets forgotten come draft time. What I've been doing in recent years, what I noted last year, 
the dominant regular season teams are often, if you can strike that balance on when to start firing in the draft, when the value is, if you hit the value round at the right time, you're going to, you can have quite the stacked team last year. I fired a little too early in the, like the high twenties, thirties guy where it had been in the past. And then Pino was just stealing guys for like 15 bucks in that, in that range that used to be the, where people would overpay the DK Metcalfs of the world, like, you know, 14, 15 bucks or something. So, I actually looked that up, Joe. DK, um, I looked that up in preparation. DK was his listed price was twelve last year. I paid twenty for him. So I still like overpaid. Oh wow, okay. I didn't go. I didn't go to like thirty or anything like that. But I went twenty on him. That's a, big over, that's a pretty big overpay. You had to like him. It was. There. It was. I, I was walking out of there with him, and you saw why because I thought he could be really, really good. But, the, but, you know, there's an instance of, like, I, I overpaid for somebody I liked, right? And then he actually – it actually paid out. Like, it actually worked out. So, I don't know. I, I guess I guess for me, maybe last year did reinforce a little bit of, like, hey, if I liked a guy – if I really like a guy, like, like gates him and just go get him, you know, whatever it costs, right? So, I will say that maybe my draft did enforce that for me last year. But it also – just seeing Tim win the league, seeing my team peter out towards the end. And, you know, if you go back two years, seeing Cat win with Christian McCaffrey, it's like, yeah, hey, look at the, the guys with, like, the team with, like, the number one running back won the title two years ago. Tim has Derrick Henry Kamara, who was putting up ridiculous numbers at the end of the season, right? Tim goes on to win the title. It's like, all right, it's not really rocket science. At the end of the day, in some ways, like, you know, you get you get the number one running back or, or the number one or at least the top three running back or something like that, and you might go on to win the title. So yeah, I would you know. say if you do walk into the if you do walk in there with a with a truly elite back and a a, a decent roster behind there, you're gonna have you're gonna have more than a puncher shot all the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, even even year, even the year I won the title in 2017, like. My team wasn't like that great, but I had Le'Veon Bell anchoring it every week. And Bell's you know, team was, wasn't good; wasn't that yeah. good in 2016? And he won with yep. Le'Veon Bell. You yep. saw yep. the yep. finals. Uh, so I will say 2018, I didn't have that. I did not. You did. Yours, but, but you know, and, and again, but going back through league history, your team was more the exception than the rule. Like you know, go back even further, Mike picks up a D'Angelo Williams off the waiver wire in 2015, right? And ends up winning. Yep. Uh, a, a decent amount because of that. But who, do you, who else did he have that year? Oh, that was, 2000, that was 2008. I don't remember who else he had. He had Antonio Bryant, I know. No, no, I'm, ta- I'm, talking about, I'm talking about 2015. Oh, yeah, the second time he picked up D'Angelo Williams off the waiver yeah. wire. Um, uh, yeah, he had – who did he have that year? It's like a lost year. I knew Mike's 2012 team so well. Yeah. But I do not know. I do not know his 2015 yeah. team off off the off the cuff. I'm sure he had a very good running back though. Probably Calvin Johnson. Wine Coop's year, he had DeMarco Murray, who was like the number one back that year, right? If I recall correctly. Yep, yeah, he had the good good DeMarco Murray year. Good DeMarco Murray year. Um, 2013. That was Charles. But you know, your team was also just stacked. Uh, 2012 was the Mike run through year. He had um, he, his running backs were just okay that year, but they, they were, like, were so, weren't they? They were like it was Stephen uh, Jackson it was, it was Stephen else, Jackson right? and Michael Turner both at the end of their careers, yeah. but they were both still like 
you know, the guys that nobody wanted to pay big money oh, for. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 2011, Gelsh had McCoy and Foss. And well, yeah, so well, we know both of Gelsh, we don't have to re- we don't have to revisit that one. Both of Gelsh's first two title teams were very running back heavy. Just yeah, put that bad. Yeah. So it it, it goes to show you that even though like yeah, a balanced approach could work, it's like you still kind of need that running back at the end of the day. But then if you layer back onto it, how often was that running back one of the highest, you know, you know, one of the preseason top running backs? You know, because like 2010 with Gelsh. Well, yeah, that, that, that was going to be my, that was going to be my next point is like how often is the number one, two, three running back? Like, does somebody is it more is it worth it more to to try and get a bunch of running like mid tier running backs? Hope one of them punches their way up into that echelon, or is it just better to try and pick the one you like at the top more because it does feel like that one of the group of the top running backs every year ends up always being there at least. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like it's been rarer for someone to punch through into that, you know, like, cause I feel like back when we first started doing this, it wasn't just us being bad at picking players. Like Aaron Foster came out of nowhere in 2010. Gelsh played like 20 something for him. And that was considered a lot after a big preseason game. D'Angelo Williams back in 2008 was the number one scorer, and I dropped him like after four weeks because he was terrible, and Jonathan Stewart was getting all the carries as a rookie. Yeah. Um, he just went crazy down the stretch. I'm just trying to think back. But I, I feel like it's been rarer in recent years for like somebody to truly ascend midseason. Yeah. Because like, last- McCaffrey was the guy last year. Kamara and Cook were, were the best two, and they were, you know, obviously you had to pay up to get those guys. I think the last time somebody did that was like Alvin Kamara's rookie year. Yeah, um, it was like it was like, I, I think he came, he kind of came out of nowhere. And Derrick Henry to a certain extent, because Derrick Henry, as I well know, was a was a huge bust for a large majority of the what year was that? The 2016, I think. Yeah, twenty sixteen season. Yeah, and then like obviously towards the end of that season came on and I forget where he was ranked going to twenty seventeen. Um if he was a number one type of back. But like those are the like two examples I can think of of guys that just kinda came out of nowhere. Uh, I can't remember if it was know. was it seven twenty seventeen or eighteen, I can't remember. I think it's twenty seventeen where you had uh you you drafted in for twenty and I drafted Ajayi for twenty. I was like, man, I wish I drafted Henry instead. Yeah. And that was when you, you just held him the whole year. And, and then I, you, you traded him for me for like some backup tight end for a bye week, and I just dropped him. And then Cat yeah. picked him up, and she wasn't in the playoffs, and uh, and like enjoyed him like breaking out the last like four or five weeks. I've never been madder in my fantasy career than seeing that. <laughs> so yeah, he was just Miss Titans misuse him all season because they had Dion Lewis in the backfield. Oh god, yeah, that was uh, infuriating. <laughs> Chaz, what do you think about this? I just, I keep thinking, (laughs) it's going to sound stupid. I keep thinking about how, you know, this is a a transition year in a lot of ways, right? We've, we've added a new game, right? We've added a a 17th data point um, where I think we're seeing the end of an era in terms of certain QBs, right? We're talking about, this being the last year, right, of Rodgers in Green Bay, and who knows if he'll be back after that. And I think you're, we're, we're seeing right now where before I always felt like it was such, it was more of like a gradual phase of like 
transition of of the players that like are the household names that like we all know and have been drafting for years to like now there's all these new names and new rookies and people like I, I just all the names that you should used to be able to dependently count on aren't there anymore mm-hmm. or they're they're having issues right like michael thomas is now probably not gonna be out he's gonna be out for a majority of the season so it just i i for me i i am looking at this from my vantage point which is now that i feel like i'm starting to be at a disadvantage when it comes to strategy and how things will progress because i just i haven't kept up well enough with like who's been coming into the league and i've always been of the mindset that i tend to not put as much stock into like younger players and i think that's always hurt me and so i'm at, i'm i look at it as like I'm at, I'm at a disadvantage um which is why i think we need to switch to a super flex league interesting Okay, I, I was gonna, I was gonna maybe broach that topic with Joe separately in text conversations. Just hey, have we given any more thought to the potential revamping of the format of the league? And there doesn't seem to be that much momentum behind it, um, or at least people don't really seem to care too much about like, yeah, our our, our roster construction or lineup construction is outdated. We need to change it. Um, I've always kind of been in favor of a two QB league-ish league is. but you know we've de- we've debated that a couple times over the years and never seemed to get anywhere though yeah I I, I, I I agree i just i think we're at a point now where it's like if we're ever going to make a change this is the year that we should do it because adding that extra game means that everything we've done up until this point is basically it's a previous decade right it's it's from a from a stat keeping standpoint right joe that this extra game i mean maybe you average it out and so it's not a big deal but like for us like all the points scored by a team will be higher, right? Because the extra game. So if we're going to make serious changes to the league format, this is absolutely the time to do it. And at at the worst case, look at it as an experimental year. If we don't like it, we can always go back, but we might as well like throw the shit against the wall and let's see what sticks, you know? Yeah. I generally, yeah. I, I, I was initially anti Superflex when we first brought it up, like the first year we had the podcast. I don't I think that's two thousand eighteen. Like not not a hard anti, but like eh. I'm kinda I'm very intrigued by it. I'm very intrigued by how it would change the draft, the week to week, the waivers, the the bench strategies. Um I would I would I would lean towards supporting it. But I here's the thing with anything that wants to get happen in that league. Like you need like one or two people to, like really want it. Because everyone else is largely indifferent to most things. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, Gelch is the moment. Like, the no moment, way, man. Mo- no way. The moment. The moment Tim wants a superflex, we will get a superflex. Yeah, I mean, so here, so here's. here's <laughs> Tim, you listen to this, Tim. Yeah, yeah. Here's my pitch for why we should want superflex from a drafting standpoint. So number one, in a superflex league, you're gonna want to carry two quarterbacks on your roster minimum. Right, because generally speaking, quarterbacks are going to be able to right. so, score so, you the most points. So, so Pat Mahomes is going to go for sixty dollars. Well, no, no, not necessarily. But my point is this: is that if we are not changing the bench situation, which I don't think we should, then everyone is going to be going after a second QB at minimum in the draft. Which means that there are that many more opportunities for you to draft running backs, wide receivers, or tight ends that you like. And at a better price point because more money is going to be spent on average on the QB position. So it's going to level the playing field a little bit in terms of you can now pivot to whatever strategy you want. Do I want to go big on Mahomes and then get like a piece of shit 
uh, uh, Turd Ferguson, Ben Roethlisberger. I forgot the name we picked from Doe Do Ro- Roethlisberger. What was the name we said? Pasta. Pasta, Pasta. Roethlisberger. Pasta. So do you want to go like high QB, low QB, and kind of like uh, kind of balance it out, or do you want to go like three lower tier QBs, but then you know spend no more than like ten dollars on three QBs, but then really f- throw your money into running backs, right? This is going to open up if we go if we go to Superflex, we'll open up more draft strategy um, for everyone to try and employ to kind of figure out the best team that they want. So I've yeah. always I've always been intrigued by how a draft would look with a super flex format. I, it's one of the, it's one of the reasons why I, I would want to make the switch is just to see how radically different the draft might become as a result of it. Because there have been times where I've been like in, in our league with the draft, it's like, oh, every, this is kind of predictable how things are going in the draft. Like, oh, oh, the last the last mid tier receiver is getting bit up. Oh, what a surprise! Like, yeah. you know, like like there's been a little bit of. I, maybe last year was a little different um, in some ways. And like Joe said, you know, Ryan and Jake uh, exiting the league maybe had an effect on that. Um, and having Riley and Rachel come into the league in recent years has maybe helped with that, or, or at least alleviated kind of the, the sameness of the, of the drafts. But I always have been intrigued by how it would affect the draft. Yeah. yeah. And it's essentially it's essentially a two QB league, but you cannot have two QBs. So, so it's because we have twelve teams. Yeah, right? Depending so on depending yeah. on the bye week is when you might not do it, right? Yeah. Um, so but So yeah, the way I'd say we do it is try it's and a, run two QBs if you can. Yeah, it's a, it's in my opinion it's a net new position. It's a net new position. We we, we just add a new a net new spot because I like the, the, the skill balance we have right now. And I don't and I've done the math but you're probably maybe adding like four new skill guys to the so, pool, so maybe for people not having quarterbacks. Joe, you're suggesting that we add a super flex spot, which just to be clear, when we say super flex, that's a what we know is traditionally flex spot, right? Wide receiver, running back, tight end. A super flex spot is a QB wide receiver, running back, tight end. Are you suggesting we add a super flex spot in addition to our current flex spot, or should you saying it re- would replace that? I would say it would add. So you'd oh, have wow. a flex spot, okay. and you'd have. And, and then you'd have a super flex spot on top of it. Wow. Now okay. you, I can, I can, I can go either way on it, but, but if you want to keep the, the skill depth, like, like the, the lineup cutoff that we're used to that mo- more the same, you would just add it. Uh, because even on heavy bye weeks, when you don't have enough quarterbacks, like you're always going to want to fill into the quarterbacks and you'd make a max of, uh, you can only hold a max of three QBs on your roster. In my opinion. No, uh, it's four. Three man, you Four. can't you can't hoard quarterbacks. You absolutely can yeah. because in this league with a super flex, you absolutely can hoard quarterbacks because you're number one. You're giving up other bench spots to more to other positions. I don't, I don't, but I number two, would, I don't think mo- no one's no one's likely going to end up holding four anyway. But my point is that you want to give somebody the flexibility to because it just that might oh, be the Gates way would absolutely out. hold four. But here's the thing, right? Is that Gates, not only does Gates it affect, hoarded four? Gates already hoarded four quarterbacks sure. early. N- not only does it affect the draft, but it affects down the road because if you're one of those people that went super risky, let's say you grabbed only two quarterbacks and then one of your quarterbacks gets hurt you're now screwed and you have to make a substantial trade for a quarterback to try and stay in it right no more of these trades that happen halfway through the year where quarterbacks are being traded back and forth but in reality quarterbacks if you're not if they're not gonna be a starting quarterback hold almost no value now every quarterback even the worst quarterback holds some value right the worst quarterback is still worth like a wide receiver three Right, just because of the amount of points they can put up on any given week, so you you would right. need to have it at least four that you can hold. 
the biggest change in season, whether or not you replace the flex spot or you don't, but the biggest change in season, I'm going to tell you right now, is the variance. And not the week-to-week variance. That'll, that'll be the same. But the, the team-to-team variance, because you're adding more scoring in the quarterbacks, and, and quarterback is traditionally a position where you can have people emerge into this top tier more easily than, than running backs. It's more transient. Like the top quarterbacks score about the same, but they're often different. But anyway, so you're more likely to have a very, very good team. And you're more likely to have a very, very, very bad team. Like the the parity might might stretch a little bit. Not not to the point where it might not even be noticeable to a lot of people, but it will stretch. It will stretch because the variance team to team as you add more positions or you add more scoring can become wider. So it might be a wider spread from the first team to the sixth team than normal. So you have the you might get a situation where someone where Mahomes comes into the league that first year and someone drafts him for like, you know, quarterback inflation adjusted he only went for like a dollar that year so maybe he went for like eight and someone has him paired with i can't remember who the other good quarterback was that year let's just call him rogers but he wasn't he was the number one guy that year but he ended up being like yeah but another good quarterback and i think the second yeah russell wilson somebody who went that not that not crazy expensive then they had this crazy amount of quarterbacks for and they hit on another player and granted this could happen now too everyone someone hit the nuts but more it's more likely someone does because of the quarterbacks were like close enough to the nuts um anyway yeah. that's just my and i, I think that's okay I, 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 new strategies i don't think this strategy is obvious i don't think it's you, you, know, you know you know you know you know what one argument against the super flexes that, that i have come around on in recent years i don't know if anybody brought it up in this league but i do kind of like it in general is you know like I mean, yes, there's some weeks where you're throwing out a running back who may not be that great or a wide receiver who may not be that great. But, like, the 24th starting NFL quarterback tends to be a really bad player. You know you know what I mean? Like, like that, that, that quarterback is generally not very good. And to have that person have, like, high fantasy value – just because he's a quarterback doesn't necessarily feel right to me. You know what I mean? You get what I'm saying? See, like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I, but I think, yeah. like, guys like Teddy Bridgewater last year in Carolina, who I think people did play on bye weeks occasionally, so he was probably closer to, like, 20 even and not 24. Like, he was playable. He was he was relevant. Like, I, didn't, I wouldn't have minded it a lot. I wouldn't have minded a situation where Teddy Bridgewater, whether on the Broncos – this year or on Panthers last year is like in somebody's flex spot. Like, I don't, so like just, I find so just, that, just to clarify, you're saying that the 24 yes, Teddy Bridgewater scoring, is on the Broncos. Well, no, yes, that, but you're saying that yeah. you're saying the 24 scoring QB high now is not worth it. I'm just saying that, that in general, that player tends to be by all objective measures, a bad player. Not that they put up, not that they don't put up fantasy points yet. I'm not saying that. Like, by their nature of being a quarterback, they put up fantasy points. It's like the 36th best receiver in the NFL, I feel like, is still a pretty decent player. You know what I mean? Like, like, I, I but, guess, but we're, we're looking at this through the lens of fantasy, right? And I, I understand what you're saying. Right, but right, I, right. But I'm saying that I don't think that inflating a bad player and making them, like, super valuable in fantasy doesn't really sit right with me. 
just because they happen to be a quarterback, even though they're a bad quarterback. All right, I see. I see what you're saying. I mean, just, and just just to just to add credence to the, the conversation. So last year, the 24th scoring QB, any guesses? Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. No, close. Ooh, ah. Think um. Uh, you're you're in the right state. Division states. Ooh, Daniel Jones. Correct. Daniel Jones. Yes. I don't mind Daniel Jones being so in somebody's Dan- lineup. Daniel Jones was the 24th scoring QB. He scored 180 points last year. So just to put that in comparison, if he was a running back, he would have scored. He would have been the 10th highest scoring running back behind Kareem Hunt, just by a, mm-hmm. ha- by, by less than half a point. So actually, no, sorry, that's, he'd be he'd be 11. Um, just behind Kareem Hunt, if he was a wide that's receiver, good. right, he would have been. Oh man, he would have been the sixth wide receiver behind Justin Jefferson. Sorry, seventh behind Justin Jefferson in, in front of Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen scored 180 points last year. Wow, he scored a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, that's what it was. He didn't um, do much. And else. then tight end wise, he would have been the second highest tight end behind Travis Kelsey, right, in front of Darren Waller. So. I get what you're saying, Hino, that it's not great to it's not great to prop up a, a position, but it, it, I think that just comes back to the scarcity aspect of it. You know, it just right. that's just what it is because there's only one QB per team, right? So it just I, I think to me, in my mind, that levels it out. And if we were to go to a super flex, that actually it, it, it actually puts you in that quandary of like, is the QB worth X, what is he worth uh, playing versus what is he worth, for example, on the trade market? Like, you could make the argument the QB will always be worth playing over most running backs or wide receivers, right? As yes. evidenced by that data. Right. But like, let's say you got you need to trade you need to trade one, right? Because you just you just need to, but for whatever reason, you're not going to get necessarily get that value back. So to me, this ad just adds more strategy to the process of what is our now will be our twelfth season. So to me, it's like, you know, it's it's we're we're throwing a we're throwing, uh, you know, we're throwing a curveball. Let's let's have some fun with it. Yeah, and, and Hino is just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, I, I got right. it's definitely right. a valid point. It's definitely a valid point because it, it is a we're we're saying we want to be a two QB league, but we're giving people flexibility to choose their own strategy because yeah. you can't have a two QB league and a twelve team league because. There's going to be weeks when not everyone's going to have two QBs. So yeah. What fun is that? Okay. So, and since, since I'm looking up stats, right? Because I'm looking at some numbers here and it's like crazy that like this is a stat. Okay. So, guesses last year as to where, because we talked about them earlier, where Terry McLaurin finished for wide receivers? 25. He's a couple times right. I'm going to say, uh, but uh, he's still, he's healthy most of the year. 14. I'll say 20. 22. With 136 points. You know who finished right behind him at 23? Curtis Samuel. 135 points. Wow. How did Samuel close that gap? He must have had some games down the stretch. Right, right. Oh, you know who finished in front of them? Nelson Aguilar. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Right? Nelson Aguilar. Just to put that in perspective. That is crazy. Nelson Aguilar was like, like... a wire, a waiver wire, like pick up like week six or something like yeah. that last year. Yeah, it was even lighter than that. I feel like he was like picked up and dropped a couple times because like he would go like 
two for 75 and two touchdowns and go one for zero in the next game. And then he'd go off again. But he ended up being what Henry Ruggs was supposed to be, like their deep thread down the stretch. I wonder if Ruggs was ever healthy. I was a big Ruggs fan last year. Held him for way too long. Oh, by the way, speaking of speaking of wide receivers, um, this you know one of the early, and I love this every year because it's always it's always like this every year when you listen to like fantasy podcasts or or read any analysis. Like wide receiver is as deep as it's ever been this year, and that's that's the that's the consensus right now. I've seen that a receiver, lot. Wide receiver is as deep as it's ever been. And it just never ends up that way at the end of at the end of the day. I think it was one of the first years we talked about it where you're like, if receivers so deep, why aren't the quarterbacks better? Right. <laughs> I think I might have said that or, or like maybe. Yeah, you maybe said something like that. Like, like if the quarterback is so deep, then what what the hell's going on with the receivers? Like, you know, why do I need to pay for a receiver? Quarterback is so deep. You know, like, yeah, I mean, quarterback is only I think it's basically you, you know who the people are at the top. And then it's really just any given year, like who's gonna blow up, right? So let's let's do this. So right. name the top five. You collectively, you guys will do it together. Name the top five wide receivers last year by points scored. Ooh, ooh. Adams, Hill. Correct, correct. One and two. Yes. Three. Diggs. Um, DK. DK's five. So who's number four? Yeah, DK was five. Four by total points. Total points. Uh, who, who can I Keenan say? Allen. Yeah, Keenan Allen. Uh, no. So Keenan Allen. Wow, is he? Where the he might have missed a couple of games. He missed. He must have missed a few games. He, he's, he's below twenty-five. Keenan Allen. Allen. So maybe. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know where he is in this list. I feel like he was top ten last year. I don't know. Did I miss? Maybe him? I was. Oh, I was just looking at regular season. I'm thinking regular season. About fantasy, um, not regular season NFL. Um, that AJ Brown was it? No, it was not A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown was number 10. It was actually Calvin Ridley. Ah, Calvin Ridley, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, like, we we, we, we know, right, obviously, Adams and Hill, but, like, who who really could have foreseen Diggs or Ridley or Metcalf having that kind of year? Like, Metcalf, top 10, sure, but, like, top five? Like, that's just, it's that, it's any given year. So, like, I, Chaz, I, I, go back and listen to the pre-draft podcast last year, man. You had Ridley pegged, but you said you wouldn't pay for it. That, uh, you're right. right. I did. I should have paid. I should and then I got him. <laughs> and you were you were completely right. You're like I'm always one two year one one year too early. I was one year too one year too early on Ridley. Gave all these great stats about the number of available targets for the Falcons, and then you you're like, no, twenty eight dollars too much for me. Yep. Yep. Just, just go to show me. Okay. And he would, and he would, and he would have the number four wide receiver. You do. You talked receiver. me into Ridley on the podcast and I drafted him. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and, All right. Um, so let's move on to one more segment. Uh, so I want to I try and keep this one to an hour if that's okay. okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a mock draft for Johnny, right? Because he mentioned that he's got a the eighth position. With, oh, you know, I'm assuming a 12-teamer. <laughs> so I've, mo- I've set it up. I'm going to walk you guys through. I'm going to tell you basically who's available. Um, and we're gonna do a mock draft together um, uh, as we go through this. Okay, so here did we go. Did he ever? Did he? Did he ever say the format for this league? I'm assuming it's. Standard? I'm assuming it's half PPR. That's what I said. All right. So, all right. What do you got? All right. So here were the picks. Uh, one on one, starting with one on one. McCaffrey, Cook, Henry, Kamara, Barkley, Elliott, Jonathan Taylor. Seven straight running backs. So, here's. Here's our choice at the A spot. We can 
go with Nick Chubb. We can take Tyreek Hill. We can take Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, or somebody else. But who who are you? Who are we feeling right here? Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Joe, what do you like? Ooh, that's not bad. I'm not. I don't want to take Chubb. Okay. Uh, I mean, do you want to take a number one? Do you want to go for potentially the first wide receiver off the board in Hill or Adams, or do you like Kelsey too? I'm, I I don't know if I can ever. The Kelsey move makes complete sense. He was a cheat code last year. Um, just for the record, but I don't know if I could sitting in that seat, getting barren down. I don't know if I could ever pull the trigger on a tight end for in the first round. Yeah, I just don't know if I could do it. So here, so here, I'd lean Adams. I'd actually probably, honestly, I'd lean Adams Adams after today's news, maybe too. Yeah, Yeah. so between Adams and Jones, so like apparently, like Packers camp beat writers are like, you know, AJ Dillon's a good pass catcher. Blah, blah, blah. Not buying it. I don't know. Like, is he a good pass protector like Jamal Williams? Maybe they are maybe they just don't want to give it Aaron. Maybe they just don't like Aaron Jones. Maybe they just don't like him for some reason. They don't want to give him a full load. So just, but, just man, if they me... ever gave him a full load, he would be so good. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree with you. Um, So just to add add some stats to what you said, I know, about the cheat code thing, right? Kelsey scored last year 207 points. Adams and Hill both scored 243 and 241, respectively. So even though yep. Kelsey was a cheat code, they both still scored 40 more points. But who was the, right. the second right. best tight end score? Right, right. So the be- second best tight end score was Darren Waller at 171. So like two points a game better. Yeah, and then there's even a bigger so drop off to the third tight end last year, Robert Tanyan, 124. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's wild. Tanyan was three last year. Yeah, good job. Yeah, yeah, lots of lots of. I mean, we there. could we could we could grab a wide receiver here and hope that Kelsey is still there when it comes back around to us. Probably not, but you could. No. I mean, honestly, after after today's news, I would not mind taking Adams there. Okay. After Adams, I think, Adams did I miss a he, bunch of games last year too. That's an impressive number of points he had. Didn't he miss like three games last he year? He missed like two or three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're going with Adams. I'd rather go Adams over Kelsey, but I do not. I do not fault you for taking Kelsey. Okay. No, I, 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 I would, I, I would lean back towards Adams. Okay. Taking like Adams. Rogers back, like that's about as safe a pick as you could make. All right. So Adams. Next up, uh, one hundred nine. Then going down. Chubb, Hill, Kelsey, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Stephon Diggs, Calvin Ridley, Austin Eckler. So we're back on the clock. So here are some of our top options. DeAndre Hopkins, Antonio Gibson. Why is he ranked so high? DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, Najee Harris, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Keenan Allen, uh, Darren Waller. Those are some of your choices. Oh, man. So, so, we've, so we've drafted Devontae. If we don't grab a running back here, it's going to be yeah, a lot that. of picks before it gets back to us. And then you're talking <laughs> about like, Running backs, projected running backs in our in our in our range are going to be like Josh Jacobs, Daryl Henderson, Miles Sanders. Yep. Those yep. are going to be the yep. guys we're looking yep. at. It's a lot of ugly. Wait, who did you who did you say was that running back? Uh, so right now, running backs: Antonio Gibson, Gibson. Najee Harris, Clyde Edwards. Antonio Gibson is going that high. Yes, yeah, he is. Because wow. of the pass catching and the. I, I would I would I would probably roll the dice on on Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but I'm an Andy yeah. back. But. No, I, I don't I don't hate that though. I, I don't hate that either. Like I 
I know we never really got it in gear last year, but Damien Williams is gone. Le'Veon Bell is, is gone. Who's, who's even there? Just Daryl Williams? Did they get another running back? I mean, I mean, that was, that was a thing last year too. It was the same situation. It's like, who else is there to take carries from him? Like, Daryl Williams is still there, but like, like, it was the same thing. It was like, who is he, who's really going to steal significant touches from him? And then they went out and got Le'Veon Bell, like, week six or whatever it was. Yeah. And, so I don't I don't know like do they do they think that he could actually do it this year I don't I don't know. Like, he didn't have an off season line. The only reason I'm willing to gamble because usually running backs kind of underwhelming the early the first year and they have to get injured. It's like you know maybe they're not that good. I just got to run the ball. Yeah. Off the line I, guess, I guess I guess I guess you know at least from from our from this specific roster construction. The safety of Adams as our number one receiver, I feel like maybe you can roll the dice a little bit on a a riskier running back but with a lot of upside and Edwards Lair if it, if it strikes right. So I'm I'm totally on board with. I Lair guess here. I I guess that would be okay there. Joe, you yeah, agree? I, uh, yeah, they, the Chiefs have Jarek McKinnon as their third string back behind Daryl Williams. And right he's, now. He's, he's, he's terrible. Okay, so yeah, we'll, we'll go with Hilaire. Yeah, he's bad. So that only help. That only makes me more confident. Sorry, Jared. So many okay. injuries. All right. So many injuries. Right. Exactly. All right. So after we picked Hilaire, here are the next picks going down: Mahomes, Ooh, Gibson. We're going another round. All right. Hopkins, <laughs> Harris, Keenan Allen, DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, Terry McLaurin, George Kittle, Allen Robinson, AJ Brown, Darren Waller, Michael Thomas, J.K. Dobbins, all off the board. So here's what we're looking at. Uh, if we're looking at Give me, give me Chris Carson, baby. Fire him up. I'm kidding. Chris Carson is available. Yep, yep. So there's, yeah. there's, so we're talking about QBs. If we, is it too early for QB round three? Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Kyle Murray. Nah, too early. Okay. Not, so are not we? For me. So running back, DeAndre Swift, David Montgomery, Chris Carson, Miles Sanders for wide receiver, Ceedee Lamb, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Robert Woods. C.D. Lamb's that highly ranked. That's uh, that's absurd. I like yeah, C.D. Lamb. That's, that's wild. Uh, I guess Dak is back. Uh, yeah, this is our third pick. Stupid Cowboys. I I heard DeAndre Swift and I got excited. Um, yeah. that's that's a very Joe Mancuso pick, and it's one that would usually blow up in my face. So I'm gonna have to tell myself during the draft, do not draft DeAndre Swift. Well, you you and Gelch will be fighting over him, I'm sure. Yeah, I uh, I think Gelch is, I think Gelch is uh, traumatized by having too many lines on his team last year. Yeah, I mean, so for me, look. Who, who else we got? Chance? Who else we got? For, yeah, give, feed him, feed him, feed me again. Yeah, yeah. So okay, I'm just going down with what it's projected right now. So Swift, Carson, Montgomery, Cooper, Lamb, Evans, Sanders, Godwin, Woods, Jones, Julio, Jacobs, DJ Moore, Daryl Henderson, Josh Allen, Miles Gaskin, Mike Davis, Cooper Cup, Kareem Hunt. That's sort of the list projected going down. See, so just looking at the board, right? There's a lot of running backs in here, so mm-hmm. I would say maybe we grab a second wide receiver here, and it's a quick, it's a quick eight picks till we pick again. So I would be okay with a handful of running backs in that group. So let's grab the wide receiver we want, or a tight end, or a QB, and then let's see what's available wide receiver or running back maybe is, when it comes back around. Just a quick plug. This is why I hate snake traps, though, because it really forces me into like very sure. Sure. Like a very rigid roster construction mode. Yeah. Like your gates and yeah. just willing to go way, way off board for no reason. Right. Right. Uh, like I think you took Matt Ryan in the second round in the first draft we ever did with him. 
I remember that. It, was it wasn't like even Matt Ryan wasn't even good yet. It was like no, he was second year Matt Ryan. So. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. So good. What a great pick. Uh, <laughs> shout out Gates. <laughs> Doing you, man. Uh, can't wait to have you back on drafting your own team this year. I don't really love. Got to buy that year, by the way. You got to buy that year. Yeah, you did. I don't really love any of the receivers that you just said, and I would probably rather take a running back. I would. I, I mean, I, I, I think in the third round, about as guaranteed of a running back at that point in the draft to me is Chris Carson. Now it's not sexy or an upside pick, and a lot of fantasy analysts wouldn't would like it, but like he's always he's gonna be a top twenty running back no matter what. This is this is a Mr. Mr. Hino, a Mr. Fundamentals move here. Yes, yes. Make, let I mean, other people you, make the mistakes. Wanna, right. If you want to go for another, like if you want to go for the DeAndre Swift and potentially swing for the fences, I I also don't hate that. I think he I think he can be really good potentially, but it's risky. So. Let's just go Carson. Let's go. Let's fire up Carson. Carson, okay. Taking Carson. All right. All right. 30-second pick, Chris Carson. Mm-hmm. All right. So, people that were picked after we picked Carson. Jacobs, Swift, Cooper, Jones, Henderson, Sanders, Dave Montgomery, Mike Evans. So, it's back to us. So, on the board. Look, all the receivers stayed, though. All, a bunch of receivers stayed. Mm-hmm. So, CeeDee Lamb, Chris Godwin. So, it's good that we grabbed the running back. Robert Woods, DJ Moore, Josh Allen, Gaskin, Davis, Cooper Cup, Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. What do you I think? Might Robert, I, I might go Robert Woods here. Oh, God. <laughs> That's not a fan? No, I just, I mean, him and Carson is just, just the lack of sexiness on the pants. <laughs> it really is not sexy at all, is it? Isn't it? It's like the safest guys you can imagine. Oh, might as well be in Utah. <laughs> no, no interest in, no interest in, in uh, Josh Allen here in the round four? I'm just not a fan of picking a quarterback this early. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm not. I'm I hear all, you. I'm Josh always, Allen scored almost 400 points guy. last but year. But if you want to fire up Josh Allen, man, you can. We can I, do that. Yeah, yeah we, we can do it. It's a mock draft. Who cares? Yeah, he scored f- almost 400 points last year. I like Josh Allen here at the fourth. That's a good value, I feel like. I don't think it is. But All right. Can, I'm can. taking Josh Allen. I'll make an executive decision. Nice. All right. All right. All right. So I get the next That's one. That's a receiver, receiver super deep, so I've been told. So we'll be yeah, fine. let's see how. Let's, let's oh, wow. There, there was here. quite a run on wide receiver after we picked. So here we go. So we picked the yeah. Josh Allen, then Chris Godwin, CeeDee Lamb, Gaskin, Murray, mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson, Woods, Davis, Sutton. That was that was the guy from the Broncos I was thinking of. That's, that was the other guy. DJ That's so Moore, high for someone. Galladay, Thielen, Cup, Lockett, Odell Beckham, all off the board. All off the board. All those receivers went. Yep, yep, all they did. So yeah. here, here's what we're looking at. Uh, we're looking at Hunt, TJ Hawkinson, ETN, Andrews, Kyle Pitts, Brandon Ayuk wow. is the first Ayuk. wide receiver, yeah. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. I like Jamar Chase. Javante Williams, Raheem Mostert, Damian Harris. Now we're getting into the icky area, I feel like. This is why you don't draft a QB in the fourth <laughs> round. Yeah, maybe, maybe in, in retrospect, we should have gotten, not done that. This but. is why you don't draft a QB in round four. Um, Joe, you want this pick? Who you got? Wait, give me the give me the top like five receivers real quick. Okay, receivers: Brandon Ayuk, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Chase Claypool, and uh, DJ Chark. 
round five. I know who I would pick out in this group, but I'll let you. I'll, I'll keep uh, keep my opinion to myself for now. Oof, I, I'm 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 intrigued by the top two receivers. To be honest, Ayuk. I like Ayuk. Ayuk and Chase. I mean, if between the two, I I I think Chase or Higgins. If we're going with a uh, Bengal. Yeah, I was leaning Chase just because he was rookie. Yeah, yeah, I like Chase. Fire up Chase. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the Niners are doing with their quarterback yet, but I do like Ayuk too. He looked really good last year when I when I watched him play. That was going to be my. That was going to be my two. If it if it I gives think. you any, I think, be, um, I think he could be really good. If it gives, I already you, have him circled on my list. I know I'm sure we'll be in a bidding war. On yeah, if, it, <laughs> it, 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 if it gives you any yes. um, any extra info, right now, uh, the 49ers have the third easiest strength of schedule. I don't really care about. I know there's not. I know. I know. But I'm just saying. Season. Yeah, I just Ayuk. Uh, I still have the visions of that screen that he took to the house against the Eagles. Yep, yeah, that's our story. He like, yeah. <laughs> he like jumped over somebody and like mm-hmm. just looked like ten times faster than everyone on the field. Not that the Eagles defense mm-hmm. is that good or anything, but he I'm, I'm, very, I'm I'm just excited to see him and Debo like on the field at the same time. Together. Yeah, they could be like, super that's... fun. <laughs> All right, clear so what you... Shanahan looks for in his receivers. You want Ayuk? You know, we'll we'll or teach or you to Chase? run routes later. <laughs> exactly. So uh, let's go. Yeah, uh, let's, 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 let's go. Ayuk we over can take Jamar Chase. Go Ayuk over Chase. All right. Chase. No, no. Let's go. Ayuk over Chase. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. So quick turnaround. I just to gave us. away one of my. He's not my guy, but I did. I did like his price. I think he was like fifteen dollars right now. I know. On the yeah. Okay. Draft All right. So he's here, gonna, here's what went off the board afterwards. Now. Chase yeah. Hawkinson. Pencil in twenty-one at least, everyone. Chase Hawkinson, Higgins, Chark, Pitts, Hunt, Prescott. Andrews off the board. So back to us. So what are we thinking here? We're thinking running back. We're thinking wide receiver. We're thinking tight end. Well, not, at, this, at this point, we're don't even tell me tight end. Yeah. Don't even tell me tight end. Okay, fair enough. So let's talk about. Yeah. So running backs, <laughs> you've got ETN, Edmonds, Javante Williams, Raheem Mostert. Woof. Mostert. Of that group, I want Mostert, but I don't feel great about it. And then wide receivers, um, you've got Claypool, Juju, Tyler Boyd, Robbie Anderson. Uh, that's, well, better. I, that's, that's better. That's better than the running backs. I, 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 like the, I do like the receivers better than the running backs. So I agree there. I, I'm between. I guess I would go with Claypool. Yeah, that's I, was, I would go Claypool. Yeah. And right now, yeah. we, right, we got two just running backs, the, two wide receivers. The, so this is really just, just about. Just for the, the potential upside of Claypool having a big year. Potentially, I guess yep. would be would be enough for me to take him there. I would agree. So we're we're all agreed on Claypool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Claypool, it is. All right. Auto pick is going. All right. So off the board right. after Claypool, Edmonds. Roberts. By the way, this this league is a two wide receiver league that he starts, right? Yes, this is a two wide okay. receiver. Uh, no, sorry, it's a three wide receiver and a flex. I basically mirrored our oh, league. Oh, a two league. wide. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mirrored. Gotcha. I mirrored our league. Uh, That's Edmonds, a good point, actually. Robinson, <laughs> Etn, Juju, Damian Harris, Raheem Mostert, Javante Williams, Lamar Jackson, Robbie Anderson, Dallas Goder, uh, somebody Smith. I don't. Oh, um, Devontae Smith. Uh, Russell Wilson, the guy, the guy who torched Notre Dame last year, yeah. Jazz. Yeah. Uh, Justin Herbert and Noah Font. So uh, we're back on the board. So let's take a look. Don't so, wanna, wanna Font, so running wanna, backs: sorry, Melvin but... Gordon, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, David Johnson. I actually like Rojo there. 
and Tyler Boy, Jerry Judy. That was the other uh, Bronco. That was what's his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what's his name? Devo Samuel and Brandon Cooks. Oh, okay. give me some Devo. Give me some Devo. Well, we already have Ayuk. I know, but I don't care. <laughs> first so, of all, first of all, the receiver. I haven't done a snake in years, but not that deep. No, it's not. It really isn't, isn't it? Like I don't feel like it is. Deep. We're in the seventh round. Tyler Boyd is 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 kind of a steal there, but I get the concern. This is lack of sex too. <laughs> like we were already the, home the, running, the, the how ugly have the running backs been though? Running backs like, aren't great. I mean, like every time you say the running backs, I throw up a little bit in my mouth. Which who's who? Who's left at running back again? So running yeah. back, you've got Melvin Gordon, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, David Johnson, Michael Carter, James Conner, Zach Moss, Trey Sermon. Who's Michael Carter? He's uh, uh was one of the UNC backs. Yeah, he's little, gonna he's likely one. gonna be one of the the two running backs for the Jets. Yeah, what the Kevin Coleman? Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, oh God, if Kevin, if he's competing for carries with Kevin Kevin Coleman, that just ups him in my in my estimation right away without even knowing anything about him. Um, I don't know. This don't is one know. of those picks where I just I'm gonna hate it regardless. <laughs> what what what's tight end looking like? Just out of curiosity. What was the question again? Tight end. Let's see. So it's for tight end. We have Logan Thomas, Robert Tanyan, Tyler Higby, Mike Kosicki. They're all fine, but none of those are significantly better than whatever tight end we take three or four rounds from now. Yep. Um, I agree. By the way, just to curiosity, guys, I know we have a quarterback, but I'm just curious what kind of quarterbacks made it this far. Ooh. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill, Jalen Hurts are the top four available. Uh-huh. Well, Rodgers is probably like. Rodgers would definitely go earlier in the draft now that we know. I mean, Rodgers was the number two QB last year. Right, the machine. Your, your your machine probably hasn't accounted for today's news. I'm guessing. Uh, that's um, possible. So, I mean, so it, it factors yeah. in essentially. It utilizes all the different rankings from the different, um, you know, experts. Yeah. And that'll start, going, them. that'll start. That'll start going up as people readjust those. Yeah. So. Well, this, yeah. I mean, if we're if we want to call this, it's not, it's not super flex, right? I didn't do that, but if we want to say, no, it's no, super I'm, just, flex, I'm, just, I'm just just for the no, 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 no. I'm just saying just for the sake of argument because. We took Josh Allen in round four. I'm just curious which quarterbacks we could have taken here had we not gotten Josh Allen round four and gone with, say, one of those wide receivers that went immediately after. Yeah, so well, if that's the case, then you're, talking, you're probably talking Brady, Tannehill, Jalen Hurts. Those are going to be, if we're saying yeah. Rodgers is going to be adjusted, right, because of today's news, yeah. then this is what you're looking at. Yeah. Yeah, on the on the plus side, on your, the pro chaz take quarterback early, draft a quarterback for for a decent amount of money. Side, Johnny and I both had were awful, abysmal at quarterback. Like our our combined quarterback game like barely exceeded uh, Daniel Jones's total of 180 points. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, though that was only in 13 weeks though. But anyway, and I'm sure Chaz had the full year there. But anyway, not good. Uh, I, on the other side of the spectrum. Rachel had Kyler Murray 317 points uh, for over 13 weeks in the regular season, and after yeah. she had on her bye. But it's a big, it's a big difference. So hey, maybe get a good quarterback. But yeah, people maybe. emerge all the time. Like maybe, yeah. like if we had Hurts right now, now I would, 
if we were drafting Hertz this round or next in this draft, or, you know, the auction equivalent of money, Hertz plus that receiver would garner more trade value in our league because of the format than Josh Allen would. You know? Yeah, and so just for the record, the, the, the wide receivers that were on the board there, uh, Godwin, Lamb, uh, Devonta Smith, Robert Woods, those were the f- – and uh, Cortland Sutton, DJ Moore. Those are all the ones that would have been available to us at that point. So, okay. Let's, yeah, uh, so let's... you would have a difficult time turning turning a good – turning a quarterback into that unless they became like Josh Allen last year. Yep. And like yeah. if Josh Allen does that again, then sure. Yeah, yep, I hear you. All right, so let's, let's start moving a little bit quicker. So we're going to go round by round. Each of us is going to get a pick. So – Hi, no, you're going to be the, you're gonna be the, we haven't picked anyone this round. We're still in round seven. So you're the pick here. So you want to go right, running back or wide receiver, tight end? What do you want to do? Well, give me, give me the running backs. Yeah. Okay. Melvin Gordon, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, David Johnson, uh, James Connor, Michael Carter, Zach Moss, Trey Sermon. Who are the receivers? Wide receivers. Tyler Boyd, Jerry Judy, Debo Samuel. Brandon we're, Cooks. We're, we're taking Debo. We're taking Debo. All right, Debo, done. We're taking Debo. All right, Chad, you're up next now. Okay, all right. Ooh, I see somebody I like. Okay. All right, so Gordon Jones, Curtis Samuel, and the guy I'm going to pick, he's a little bit – it's maybe a little bit of a reach, but I, I just – I think he's got a ton of upside here. Um, I'm going to go with LaVisca Chenault. So if, if uh, Ayuk, Ayuk was your guy – Last uh, this year, uh, Mancuso Lavisca is a guy that I'm looking at. One one podcast I listened to uh, today referred to Lavisca as Debo Light. Yeah, I I like him a lot. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm going with him. So, mm-hmm. so now we're a little heavy on wide receivers. <laughs> we probably want to look at a running back here. Yeah. Right, we've only Don't got tell me we've what only to got do. two running backs. <laughs> just saying. All right, so here you're. Uh, you want QB, running back, wide receiver? What What do you want to hear first? Give me the running backs first, Chaz. Running backs. Michael, Car- Michael Carter, James Conner, Kenyon Drake, A.J. Dillon, uh, Gus Edwards, Devin Singletary, Ooh. Jamal Williams. Okay, that's enough. Gus Bus. No, Gus not Gus. Yeah. No, I'm not Gus Bus. I'm not having the Gus Bus. Yeah. No. Gus Bus? Give me a couple. No, no, no. Give me a couple receivers. Uh, okay. Yeah, just just the top like three. Mike Williams, Marquise Brown, Jalen Waddle, Marvin Jones. Yeah, maybe receiver is deep, but it's just deeper in the like the the five to ten dollar ones or like yeah. three because yeah. that's not terrible actually. That's not much worse than what we did before. But I will go. We do need a running back, and it's going to get bad soon. I'm not picking James Conner. I think we go with Michael Carter. Michael Carter. It feels right. like. I don't hate it. Right. Yeah. Even though I just learned who he was five minutes ago, I don't hate it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that Cole might Beasley, round. Get out of here. All right. Uh, uh, we're back, we're back, we're back to you. All right. Running backs. James Conner, A.J. Dillian, Latavius Murray, Tony Pollard, wide receivers, Mike Williams, Marvin Jones, Jalen Waddell, T.Y. Hilton. Do we want to look at a tight end yet? What, what, yeah, I was just going to say give it a tight end. Logan Thomas, Robert Tanyan, Tyler Higby, Mike Kaziki. Tanyan oh. was a third quarter what, what, tight end. What do you think about Tanyan now, Joe? Yeah, he's, he's probably undervalued in this because of yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because the machines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all right. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Yeah, Tanyan probably would have gone by now, so let's keep it realistic. Um, what round are we in? Nine? Ten? We're in ten. Ten? Mm. I'm not gonna lie. I thought we'd just do like the first four rounds and just kept going. Now, now we can't not. Now, now, we, now we we got, we no, we're gonna finish. Lost him. 
We're, uh, we're giving we're giving uh, J Bone his team. This he has to draft this team. Um, I forgot who the running backs were. Sorry, Shaggs. Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah. Connor, Dylan, Murray, Pollard. <sighs> like, there's a common thing that like, you, hey, you want to take oh. a shot at a guy who's going to be the maybe the starter and be good, or you take, I was, take I was, somebody who's. I gonna... was thinking Pollard there, but at the same time, I don't know. Sometimes I just I, I I personally, as a transactional person, can't just mm-hmm. hold worthless backups on my team for yeah, no, no for no reason. Yeah, so like yeah, I never yeah. do that. But so it's yeah. not a bad strategy if you're just gonna keep your bench flat. Like cat cat, you can hold Kareem Hunt on for ten weeks, <laughs> and everyone can talk to me about how Nick Chubb's gonna be worthless when he comes back. <laughs> yeah. My favorite my favorite topic that year. <laughs> um. Oh, I don't know. Joe, you make the pick here. Oh, I get the big pick? Yeah. Um, now I forget the running backs. Connor, there was a running Dylan, back I like. Murray, James Pollard. Connor. Yeah. There's somebody down a little bit that Mitch, I like. Keep Mitch, going, Chaz. Uh, okay. All right. Hold on. Connor, uh, Dylan, <laughs> Pollard, Murray, Philip Lindsay. No, J.D. No, McKissick, Tarek, no. uh, Tariq Cohen. Uh, maybe A.J. Dillon, no. Alexander Madison, James White. Uh, Mike Williams. Go on Mike Williams. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Mike Williams it is. Those running backs are all terrible. So take that it's home run swing later. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be a Mike Williams available later. Yeah, Mike Williams with uh, maybe a better uh, all right Justin Herbert never know. running back even when he's even when he's just a high ball he's just a guy you can always feel decent about in your flex all like right. you're like yeah. I didn't fail yeah. my team this week by slotting Mike Williams in my flex yeah. yeah all right running backs Murray Cohen McKissick James White I feel like we need to go running back here because we only have two running back uh three only three you running backs. Go with, you go with like Jerry Cohen didn't he just get put on the pup list. Yeah, Cohen's he's struggling coming back from the ACL. I think we go Murray. Ugh. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Murray. Just like, you know, it hedges against Kamara just in case. Right, something happens to Kamara. Murray is the starter. All right. So now I think we're back to a little more even. We can do whatever we want here. Um, we still need a tight end, don't we? We still need a tight end. Tight end's still on the board. Yeah, no, it's not realistic. Tyler Higby, Mike Isicki, Irv Smith. Uh, Irv. I love that his name is Irv. Irv. I mean, uh, Kyle Rudolph's not there anymore, so. Yeah, Rudolph's not there anymore, and for Higby, uh, Gerald Everett's not there anymore. I wouldn't mind Higby. Yeah, I'll take Higby. Higby it is. All right, moving quick. Going to round 13. Only a few more picks. All right. Let's see. We got Sonny Michelle. Okay, we'll, we'll go running backs first. No, no, Mar- no. Marlon Mack, Salvon Ahmed, Sonny Michelle, Daryl Williams. No, wide, all wide, terrible. Wide receivers: Russell Gage, Jameson Crowder, <laughs> Gabriel Davis, Rashad Bateman. How are these? Ooh, <laughs> are, actually, actually, Rashad Bateman's not 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 a terrible pick from Minnesota, right? Where's yeah, he? He's in Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, that's not too bad. 
I like we gotta get a rookie receiver. That's that's a, yeah. that's a Joe O'Brien staple. Okay, gotta get right, at least one. Right. Gotta get one Rashad. Like Bateman. I'd rather hold the rookie receiver on my bench. Give me Rashad. Give me Rashad Bateman in case in case uh, Marquise Brown actually really kind of sucks. Okay, ground him. Yeah. Gage, Gage, no, Vincent is a nice little player, but uh, he's just like our league's like replacement level player. Like right. he's, he's the new, that's the new. At some, he's gonna be. Yeah, he's he is exactly. At some point, he's gonna be on the waiver wire. You're like, you know, I'll go get eight points from Russell, Russell Gage. Yeah. Maybe, right. maybe, maybe he'll get a touchdown and we'll get so fourteen. So this is this is our last pick because the last two picks would just be defense and kicker. So this is our last pick. So do we want to go QB, running back, wide receiver, tight end? What do we want to do? Give me the running backs. Let's hear how okay. we do. Running yeah. backs: Sony Michelle, Daryl Williams, Darrington Evans, Joshua Kelly. Wide receivers: oh, You have Russell Wolf. Gage, James Crowder, <laughs> Paris Campbell, Christian Kirk. I don't hate Paris Campbell. That receiver, receiver is Paris receiver is deep. Receiver is deep. It is deep. It's just deep at the nether region. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just deep. It has it doesn't have a lot of like good restaurants. You know, about the same right. number as any other city, about the same right. number of boutique bakeries that everyone brings up, same number of breweries, but man, a lot of solid strip clubs. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Great breakfast buffets here, guys, late sure. in this yeah. draft. My goodness. I, I regret going receiver earlier regret, picks now. Yeah, we should, we, should, we should have gone with Adam's first pick maybe. Or but, like... but still, at this point, I'd rather not, not – Compound my mistake by taking a running back. I'm clearly going to drop before the season starts because these right, right. Any of those running backs near presence on my roster would actually unsettle me and bother me. I'd what about what about no, Christian? You, Kirk. you feel you feel much better holding on to a Paris Campbell for a few weeks. Well, what yeah. about what about Christian Kirk holding on to yeah. him in case in case whatever's going on with DeAndre Hopkins doesn't go well? I I am not putting that much stock into who's vaccinated and who's unvaccinated at this point. Also, that'll resolve itself by the. Uh, and they have AJ Green now. There's other people. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm not. I, oh, I AJ Green has been picked. I don't think you want to look for him. No, no, no. 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 has no. been down that road too many times. Okay, no. so who are we going with? <laughs> We're going with Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell. Okay, done. All right, so that's our that's our team. So let's review. So our team yeah. at quarterback, and we didn't we didn't take a second quarterback, mind you. So at quarterback, Josh Allen. That's fine because we're not going to play another quarterback this yep. by week anyway. Josh so. Allen, running backs, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Chris Carson. Those are our starters. <laughs> and then our three starting wide receivers, Devontae Adams, Brandon Ayuk, Chase Claypool, Tyler Higbee as our tight end, Debo Samuel in the flex. And then on our bench, we've got LaVisca Chenault, Michael Carter, Mike Williams, Latavius Murray, Rashad Bateman, Paris Campbell. I don't hate this team. I don't either. Joe? Do we lose Joe? Joe, you there? Oh, no. Do we lose Joe? Oh, well. Yeah, I'm still here. I was just plugging okay. my phone in. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, Joe, I, do. I don't think our team is bad here. It's not bad. You're going to need one of those receivers. Uh, those bench receivers might need to turn into a bench running back at some point, or maybe we we do right. do a little Gelch Dipsy Doodle on the waiver wire week one, where we just take all of our money, put yeah. it down on the table, say, "Hey, I want Benny Snell." <laughs> <laughs> Hope for the best. Right. Yeah. That's, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, I, I guess yeah. We are we are very heavy at receiver, obviously. Um, maybe we should have taken another running back. Actually, you know the way the, the way the draft came. 
out. I don't mind the fact that we put Josh Allen round four. Um, I think that's fine. So yeah, I'm 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 okay with that team if that if that ended up being my team in some leagues. Yeah, I think yeah, about like, it too. Like for for Johnny's for Johnny's uh, benefit, would you go back? If you can go back, would you? Uh, would you not? Would you take a running back over Devontae in round one? Like, would you trade Devontae for a running back? Probably, probably yes, yes. Yeah. Or Kelsey. Or, or Kelsey. I would probably, or, or, I would probably go Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah, I would probably, probably go Kelsey, Kelsey in hindsight now. Yeah. And yeah. like keep everything else the same. Just, to, just because I feel like we, we, there's enough wide receivers with the possibility that they could pop into a two or a three that that they'll be serviceable in the lineup that we have right there. Yeah. And just keep in mind there, right? Six, seven straight, seven straight running backs off the board. So um, it's going to, you know, it's going to be very top heavy running backs this year, I feel like. Yeah. And if you're still, at least in our league, you're still going to have to pay 60 bucks for. That's true. All right. So that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, I think, I think it's good enough for us there. We're at 100, we're an hour, 20 minutes. Any any final thoughts for you guys? Yeah. uh, It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting year with the, uh, the fourteen week regular season. No more. No more just trying to get to seven and six. That's, That's right. true. Yeah, likely gonna need eight, at least eight, eight and six. Yep. All right. That's right. All right. Those are our final words. Thanks everyone for listening. We will hopefully be back again soon. Definitely we'll be back for uh, at the very least a draft uh, podcast before and after like we always do. And uh thank you again to our, our third host, Joe Mancuso. Chief, I'll see you next time. And thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time on the Chief and Chaz Power Half Hour.